And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast. How are we doing, everybody? So we did. We had four podcast conversations last week. Let's see if we can get another four this week. I am hopeful for today. I'm going to be recording a few times. The subject of this podcast was one that I was asked about a few weeks ago, and I've been meaning to write about for some time, and I finally got around to it. And the subject is networking. And this is not networking and the sensibility of power networking or your network is your net worth and here's how to get rich. You know, that's a lot of, uh, a lot, lot of platitudes and a lot of silliness, honestly. For networking, and the reason I talk about networking is that we live in a world today, we live in a modern world in which our success, really in anything, is predicated very, very extensively upon our relationships. So if you don't have good relationships with people, with others, your ability to do or achieve or create anything, it's going to be limited. You need relationships if you live in the modern world. You've always needed relationships. People have always needed other people. So don't mistakenly think that this is a new phenomena. Rather, consider that because of how interconnected we are, the more possible connections that we can make, the more important any one connection is. So just because we live in the air of connectivity does not make people or relationships disposable. Relative to networking of itself, what makes me qualified to talk about networking? As I've said in the past, I don't claim to be a success the way most people probably would conceptualize it. I'm still within the early stages of my early stages of my career. That said, however, I have networked very successfully starting from the rookie level of being an experienced you know, personal trainer that had never had a job ever before and taking myself to the point I've been at now where I've been able to successfully secure writing jobs, write for major outlets, work with the top people in my field repeatedly, create a network and create a system of connections that enables me to travel, to teach, to speak, what have you. So I've created the lifestyle I want around the network that I needed to create. So with networking, I laid out points of, you know, I call points of interest. This is not a list of exhaustive, you have to do every one of these things, but there are certain precepts you have to follow. First and foremost, the, the prime supposition for networking, you're not even the supposition, the prime requirement for networking, you have to to be likable. So I'm not going to list that. That's the number one thing. That's just a requirement for anything in life that involves others. You have to be likable. If you are not a likable person, if you're not someone that others take to and find inviting, if you're not someone that's welcoming, if you're not someone that people want to be around, your networking efforts are maybe not going to fail, but they're not going to be as effective as they could be. You have to be likable in some fashion. Now, much can be said that oftentimes the pioneers of any industry, they can be divisive, combative, men of character, you know, the guy's a real character, kinds of figures, but at the same time, there still needs to be a sense of leadership and collaboration where regardless of whether you are a difficult to get along with someone who's not for everyone kind of person, 
you still need the ability to speak and charm and persuade. So likability is a it's it's a crucial foundational cornerstone factor. Um, I, I can give specific examples, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. But understand that if you are not likable, if you don't have the social skills to get along with people, things are going to be difficult. They just are. So before anything else, consider that first. Consider the social factor. That said, if you're a young person and you're trying to network, what do we need to do? What are things that we need to do? The first one, simple enough, we need to have a skill set. We need to have a skill set. We need to have something that makes us highly skilled and valuable. Or if we don't have a skill set, do we have what you could call a work set? Are we willing to really work hard and work diligently at something? So it could you could go both ways, or it could be both. You could be developing a cultivate. You could be cultivating a skill set that is useful. Doesn't mean you're the best in the world since you're just starting out, but it's useful. People need it, and you're very much willing to work. Or maybe your skill set it's in its nascent stages, but but you have an aptitude for diligence. You have an aptitude for dedication, and you're somebody where. If I hire you, if I decide to work with you, maybe you don't know everything what to do. Maybe you don't know anything, but by God, you will learn it and you will assert yourself. You will dedicate yourself. You will be diligent. You will you will work hard. So that's number one, skill set, work set. You have to have that. Otherwise, if you're not good at anything, you're not trying to get good at anything, you're not willing to work at anything, you're not going to be much value. So number one, skill set, work set. Number two, with relationships, so we're going to build relationships, we're going to network. Network up, don't network down. And that sounds obvious, but it also gets mischaracterized. When I say network up, I am not postulating that you could be, you know, let's say a rookie real estate agent that just got your license, and then you suddenly go find... Uh, you know, the top, you know, office agency of Berkshire Hathaway, and you're going to go work for them. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna become friends with the top dogs. No, no, it's not practical and realistic. If you are anyone that is working within an industry that you aspire to be at the top of the field in, you are going to start at the bottom and gradually work your way up through the levels. So that doesn't mean that you angle for the top, top people initially. It simply means that you make friends you make relationships with people who are somewhat ahead of you. Somewhat ahead, or they are lateral in such a way that they will help you get ahead. And that's not to speak of using people and being manipulative and Machiavellian, but there is a sensibility that, yes, we want to make friends with people who are going to be good for us and beneficial to our career. So we want to make upward relationships. Too often, people get caught into a trap with networking of they just want to network with everybody, and some of the relationships do not serve, or you're trying to make relationships, right kind of relationship, wrong kind of person. You have to really pick your energy. Put your energy to where the fruit will grow. Put your effort into where the fruit will grow, you know, to be you know, somewhat biblical. You know, don't, sill in, don't sow until soil that's dry and hard. So consider that in the context of who you're talking to and who you're trying to get to know. Everyone has something of value for somebody. Not everybody has something of value to you. 
you do need, you do need to be a bit Darwinian in this perspective that make good friends, make good relationships, but have it serve in some way. Otherwise, if you just randomly network with anybody, where is that going to lead? There has to be some overall directive. It needs to be, in some sense, a momentum-based paradigm of how you build relationships with. When I got started as a trainer, I befriended people with more experience than me. That was it. I wasn't looking for the top people in my industry. I just want to learn from people that had something to teach. And if you just follow that by itself, your networking should be successful. So number that's number two. Number three, study the outliers in your field that do not follow or defy the norms. So oftentimes you'll find with successful people that their advice may be conventional, but when you dig deep and when you find the people that perhaps are suitable for yourself based on your personality, since success is very personality driven, find the people that do the opposite of everybody else, that do what others do not do. So there's certain characteristics that are very as I've said, conventional. You need passion. You need belief. You need to work hard. Yes, we, we know those things. Those are not exclusive to, the, to any profession at all. But you find people who maybe they are po- very polarizing in a field where getting along is very heavily emphasized. That's interesting. If you can be successful being polarizing versus a common suggestion of being incredibly you know, friendly to everybody. Maybe you don't need to befriend everyone. Maybe this person's polarizing, that's a divisive figure. Maybe there's something you can learn. If you work in a field where perfection is heavily emphasized, but the person that is prolific is the one who's attained great success, study why that is. The outlier characteristics, yes, must, much of what they do is the same as everybody else, just at a higher level, but there may be key traits that someone practices that really differentiate them, and that can help you find what your differentiation is. So with networking, if you can come across the, that kind of outlier persona, outlier person, outlier organization, study them. See what you can learn. Number four with networking, make friends with people who fill in your gaps. So befriend people who are good at things that you're not good at. That's, again, a simple-sounding thing to say, but very often people feel inadequate when they meet people who are better than them at things. You know, I'm, I'm being very simplistic with that. But when we meet people with, who possess talents that we don't have, we may be impressed by it, but we also are often made to feel insecure. This, through our own, this just through our own insecurities. When you're talking about networking, and I want to network with the best people, are you willing to be the worst person in the room? If you're not willing to do that, and you're not wanting to do that, if you're reluctant to do that, and you want to be around people that make you feel good about yourself all the time, you're probably not going to have that much success. You have to find people with skill sets and talents and abilities that you yourself lack. You have to. You have to find partners like that. You know, oftentimes the hallmark of a very successful partner relationship in businesses are two people with very opposite characteristics. You know, one is hyper creative, one is hyper organized. Together, they make magic. But if you take two people who are good at the same thing, great, you'll feel good about it, you'll agree on everything, but that's not going to teach anything. We only learn when we find things that are in dissonance 
or unknown to us. We do not learn by constantly having our pre-existing beliefs and abilities reinforced over and over again. We may feel grow confident in that, maybe, but true capability is predicated on how many different capabilities you have. True capability is not just built upon one that you didn't repeat a thousand times. That's a great skill. That's an absolute necessity for skill. But when you're talking about networking and you're talking about creating value in the world at large, you do need more than just that skill set. This is networking after all. You need the ability to fill in what you lack and fit that into different pieces of the puzzle, different organizational, different skill needs of a company, of corporation, of business. You need to present something to people that I can do this and you can do that and let us combine them. That is how innovation is made. That is how technology is made. That's how really anything is made that is you know, somewhat creative, that's new. So, fill in your gaps. Number four, or no, I'm sorry, number five to you, networking. These are not in any real order at all, are they? <laughs> number five, start your resume from day one. So, this is something for, the again, the young people. Do not wait until you are out of college or out of training to start making a resume. I said in one of the prior podcasts that one of the most crucial skills, one of the seven skills you need in the modern world is the ability to make a website. And that's somewhat what I'm referring to to this. If you are young and you are starting out in any profession, doesn't matter, your website can be your resume. Your blog can be your resume. Even if you update it only three times a year with this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. I'm going through school. I'm in my sophomore year of college. I'm working on my degree. I've taken these classes. This is what I've learned. You may not think of it. It may sound highly unconventional to you know those that are not in the know, but companies today, corporations today, businesses today, small businesses, individuals today, when I'm looking around for people just to help me out with basic behind-the-scenes things, I'll look at their website. I'll look at what they've been doing. I want to know what their background is. I don't ask people for a resume because I can get on Facebook, I can get on their website, I can get on their social media per se, and I can see you know, where they're at in life. I can see what their mindset is. I can see what they're doing. And that's not a warning to be careful on social media. Behave however you want on social media. But your digital footprint can absolutely be your working credibility. So if you're waiting to, to you graduate till you graduate until you finish schooling or until you finish you know your uh, skill building to start presenting yourself to people, don't wait. Do not wait. You know you could hypothetically start learning how to bartend right now, create a blog about learning how to bartend, how to be a bartender, and within two years' time, you could go. You know I, I have no doubt that someone could take that idea and run with it and be working for you know one of the top catering, one of the top entertainment companies in the world because they cultivated a market in demand, and a level of interest around themselves. Or you could go to bartending school and then finish it and then write up a shitty resume and then start applying to places. You would be shocked at how many businesses and how many entities look at the website as part of the resume. You'd be very surprised. People would be very, very surprised. There's a reason why many companies have gone out of business in the 21st century because they never got into the digital age. So create your digital resume from day one. Number six, networking. Sales. So sales, I've already said before, crucial skill. You have to be able to sell yourself. 
doesn't matter the context. doesn't matter whether you like the idea or not. You have to be able to sell yourself to people if you want to be able to network. You need to be able to do this at any given time under any given situation. Always. So that I'm just leaving it there. Six, sales. You have to be able to sell yourself, your product, your service, your value. Number seven, exposure is necessary. Sometimes. When you're networking, sometimes you're going to have to work for free, especially in the beginning. You know, or your work, you know, per diem, you know, pro bono. Yeah, pro bono would be the term. This is just the reality of it. You know, some industries, obviously, you can get paid from the outset. And I would say if you are good at something, don't ever do it for free. At the same time, there are times when the exposure in certain instances may be worthwhile. You have to be very careful with those times and really assess the situation properly. I've never encouraged anybody to be unpaid. But there's a reason also internships and apprenticeships and you know, let's just, you know, let's, uh, how would you even call them? You know, uh, work for, you know, not, you know, not, I can't even think of the term, not work for hire, but, uh, the term where you work for free for incentive, I guess what you could say work for incentive. There are times when those things are necessary and useful. So you know, be your, be a judge of it, assess, you know, as best you can, but sometimes you need the exposure. Sometimes you need to be willing to be unpaid for a bit of time. That said, however, uh, number eight, so seven, number eight, do not focus upon the status of networking. So networking is often made out to be this big deal. Look at who I know. And you'll see that even in successful people's podcasts of who I can name, but I won't. Of I know this person, I know this person. Look at everybody they interview and they're all so successful. They're, that's great. There, there are very good things to learn in that. And I'm many people in many fields who are successful have great things to teach. That said, you're Network is not simply by way of being a network, your net worth. Your net worth is based on, upon how you use your network and your resources. So there's there's context to this. Status is an illusion. If all you focus on is the status display of what successful people do and what you see from the outside, you're going to be very misled. Successful people have nice, you know, let's just say be generic. Successful people have nice cars, live in nice areas. They go to nice clubs. They go to nice restaurants. They, you know, the, the status display of, of wealth and prosperity is very easy to get caught up in for people who are starting out networking, and they see these people who have a level of you know, lifestyle and affluence, and that's what they want. They want the affluence. Henceforth, the networking is done under this misguided belief that if you direct yourself towards affluency, then wealth will follow, then, afflu- then, then influence will follow. Not how it works. Status is an illusionary display. It comes after the work has been done. So do not take status as a means to an end. Number 10, or number uh, 9 actually, number 9. Socialize. So networking, this basic one, you have to socialize. Make yourself, you need to be a part of the sphere of what you want to dominate. You need to go to where the people are. You cannot, you cannot network and not be around people. There's, you know, I don't know. If there's any way to really do that. Um, yeah. Again, we live in a digital age where people are reluctant to meet people at times, and people are reluctant to socialize physically. But, but you can get a very, very solid edge on everybody else if you are willing to get out to where people go. 
if you're willing to be around people, if you want to be around people, if you are someone that likes to be around people now, that is literally a skill unto itself in the modern age. That's a very big skill. So, socialize. Next one. Next one. Ah, phone's going off. Let me turn that off for you guys. There we go. I don't know if you heard the buzz on the microphone, but it was buzzing. Next one, number 10, networking. Gratitude. Be helpful, be supportive, give people a reason to say thank you to you, help people out without being asked. Gratitude is real, grace is real. If you're not grateful, you're not thankful, you have no sense of grace, no one is going to offer much to you. This is something that, you know, the, the art of saying thank you, the art of being grateful, you know, the, the abundance mindset, you have to be grateful. You have to have gratitude. You have to be able to express gratitude. If people get the sensibility that you, that you are not appreciative of what they're doing for you or trying to do for you, they're not going to want to know you. They're not going to be friends with you. They're not going to want to maintain the relationship. So do not hesitate to say thank you too often. It's better to say thank you too much than too little. Put it that way. Number 11, reputation for networking. Build a reputation that precedes you. So plan your reputation long term. Don't wait to get successful and think that's when your reputation starts. Your reputation starts as soon as you start you know, making effort within your chosen profession, within your chosen field. Your, your reputation starts as soon as people start getting to know you. So do not falsify that idea and think, oh, well, when I get to this level, that's where I'm going to build myself up. No, you start building yourself from day one, from zero hour. So think about your reputation. Is it one that's going to speak for you or speak against you? Simple. Number, what is this, 12? Number 12? Be trustworthy. So this is one, hoof. Most people today are not trustworthy. Why not? Because we believe that we can always get ahead because there's always more. What does that mean? Digital age, people. We live in the digital age. We have instant connections. And we don't want to miss out. So we're constantly, everyone's constantly looking for the next level up of something all the time. You know, maybe if I you know, snitch on this person, so to speak, I'll get ahead with this person. Maybe if I share this, then I'll get that. You know, maybe if I reveal so much, then I'll get back so, you know, so great a return. You know, especially with social media and social sharing, yes, people put their best face forward in social media, but there's also much to say about the emotional and personal vomit and uh, revealing that people give all the time. It is unnecessary. You know, people, people love to gossip. People are gossip jackals. We want the inside scoop, the inside information. And truly, this creates a culture of distrust among people, since, you know, with modern media, modern news media, you could say, personal opinion I'm giving, 99% of the news is people's opinion. And most of the time, people's opinion is inaccurate. It's people lying. If you want accuracy, you want truth, you go to the source. If you want trust, if you want truth, you keep people's business and secrets to yourself and themselves. You do not reveal everything. You do not constantly need to say who you know. You do not need to name drop. You let your own work speak for you. People love to snitch nowadays. They do. And that's all, you know, I'm being completely honest here. This is not facetious. People love to snitch. People love to give up information under the impression that they'll get something for it because they 
showed someone for who they really were, or they revealed what their secret was, or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the you know, scenario, that they sold somebody out. Selling people out does not engender loyalty at all. So you know, really being trustworthy really is an act of loyalty. Don't snitch on people you work with. Do not double deal. Do not two-time people. Do not backstab. If you develop a reputation of being untrustworthy, and those within your inner circle or your former inner circle say you can't be trusted, oh, you're in for a hell of a time. Don't ever do business with people that do not have loyalty from anybody. Don't. Because guaranteed they're facade of success was probably built on the backs of a million broken promises. If there, if you meet somebody, if you know somebody, if you encounter somebody where it seems that everyone they've ever worked with has nothing good to say about them, but yet they are successful, that they have no strong inner circle, they have no organization that says, wow, this person's a great guy or a great girl, you need to question that. You really need to question that. And at, at the same time, at the same time, with, with trustworthy, trustworthiness, with loyalty, be aware as well that in any business, in, in any field, n- no one has a sterling reputation for anything. So there's no, there's no perfect person. There are no saints in the world. You know, but I'll take an honest liar over you know, a dishonest you know, speaker of truth. I'll, I'll take an honest liar over a lying prophet. Let's say it that way. So be trustworthy, be loyal. Number, what, 13 now? Mastery. So I probably already said this with the first one, but you have skill. Let's say you've been doing these things I've been talking about. You've built up your skill. Master your skill. If you can become the fucking best at something, that will always give you appeal and bargaining power. Doesn't matter the skill. Doesn't matter the field. If you are the absolute best at something that other people are not the best at, you have power in the world. Mastery always has power in the world. So master something. Pick what it is and master it. Number 14. Run 14 now to networking. You have to earn your opportunities. You have to work for them. No one owes you anything. No one owes you shit. And, and least of all, someone doing better than you, they do not owe you anything. They do not owe you a chance. The world does not owe you opportunities. You're not going to be given anything. Do not ever, do not ever operate and live from presumption that you will be given and gifted what you think you deserve. Everything is your fault. So either you earn it, and you earn it all, or you earn nothing. Yeah, there's often more... There's often more zealotry had in wanting something than having something. So we are very enthused about what we think we want, and we are not appreciative of what we have. You want to reverse that a bit. Appreciate what you have and what you want. Keep relative. Or not, no, not even keep relative, but keep calm about it. Be realistic and know and practice and be self-aware of what have I actually earned, what have I created myself. And if you want more and you believe you're destined for more, then go out and create it. Earn it. But do not expect it. You can't, you can't have more than you've earned. You cannot. You will be in an earning deficit, so to speak. So earn it all. Number 15, be easygoing. Why easygoing? Where does that come from? Something you talked about being polarizing before. Yes, when you are successful, you can be polarizing. But in the beginning, it's hard to get ahead if you are a total asshole. 
don't be someone that is hard to work with. You know, really, I, could, I should say this is to be dependable. Dependable people are usually not difficult to work with. Be dependable. Don't be hard to work with. Deliver on time. Deliver what was asked. Deliver it. What you was expected. Don't make this process difficult. And you'd be amazed at how many businesses fail at that that are even somewhat successful. I've had experiences with people on Fiverr that this were slow to get back to me. I've had experiences with you know, uh, you know, agents when I was looking for apartments that you know could never get a hold of. Uh, I've had experiences with you know calling the pizza place and they don't pick up a phone call in the first ring. It takes ten rings. It, it doesn't matter the form. It doesn't matter the industry or the, or the entity. If you are difficult to work with, if you are not timely, if you do not respond to people, if you are not communicative, why is anyone want, going to want to do business with you? I don't know. I do not know of any situation where being difficult to communicate with is an advantage. Be easygoing. Be easy to communicate with. Be dependable. Be loyal. That's like five things in one now. But easygoing. Make it easy for people to work with you. And the last thing, this is, what, number 16 now? Be healthy. Be healthy. Mentor once said to me, if you cannot take care of yourself, why would I trust you to take care of my clients? I wouldn't. Being fit, being healthy, and I'm not talking about fit pro physique. Jacked. You need to be jacked, bro, to be network. No, I'm talking about being healthy. If you look healthy, you act healthy, you're high energy, you look like somebody that takes care of yourself, you present an outward appearance of, oh, this person is put together, that creates an impression. If you are sloppy, lazy, late, never on time, and constantly getting sick, and I pick that up from you when I first meet you, probably not going to want to do business with you. Health is wealth, people. Health is wealth. Again, ancient concept. There's a reason it has been practiced and preached and promoted that being healthy, being robust, being vital, that opens up all sorts of avenues in the world since people like to share in that kind of energy. So you want to be wealthy? Be healthy. Number 16. I will end that there. I know some of these were like five points in one, but those would be the, I believe, what, 16 16 points of practice to successful successful networking. So if you're healthy, dependable, easygoing, you've mastered something, you have a reputation that you develop, you're good at communicating, you don't get caught in status, you understand that sometimes you have to work for free, you can sell yourself, you have a resume that looks good, you are friends with people that fill in your gaps, you study what makes the you know the outliers and the you know the industry leaders successful. You make the right kinds of relationships. You're willing to work. There's no reason why you shouldn't excel in something. If I was to add something to that, you know, an overall, you know, a a prime concept to it, time. You know, regardless whether if you're doing all these things, wonderful. But you also have to give it time. Take five years, build yourself up, and see where you are at. You may be surprised, and in a good way. So, with that said, I will end this podcast. Uh, as I said in the past, if you want to support, uh, you know, be a benefactor on Patreon, you know, any and everything is appreciated. You guys have been great. The responses so far to these have been phenomenal. So I will end this, and I will talk to you all again. Good luck.